Jazzcast Pros. Welcome back to Beauty Boss Millionaire. I'm your host, Felicia Fercasi, and the objective of today's episode is to talk about what the SBA is. A lot of people that have a small business, they don't even know this thing exists, or if they do, they've just heard about it, but they don't think they can access it. And I want to quickly just break it down on what the SBA is, and then we're going to go into how to access these things. Welcome back to the Beauty Boss Millionaire podcast with daily on-the-go episodes packed with testimonies and business tips to help you create financial freedom through entrepreneurship. Hosted by the owner of Fercasi Lashes and the Blow Dry Lounge, the Beauty Boss Millionaire herself, Felicia Fercasi. Now, the SBA provides assistance through four main programs. One is access to capital, Two, entrepreneurial development. They want to kind of educate people so you can go to SBA if you need anything. Contact your local SBA office. Three, government contracting. And four, advocacy. All of which are free to any small businesses that applies. So the U.S. Small Business Administration is called the SBA. It was created by Congress in 1953. The mission statement says this. To aid, counsel, assist, and protect the interests of small businesses and to preserve free enterprise and to maintain and strengthen the economy. So one, I want to say congratulations to you because by being a business owner, by being a small business owner and starting up your little dream, you are strengthening the economy, one. And two, you are doing something that most people won't do. They just will just fall in line and they'll just go to their job and and they'll take their check and they're not really strengthening anything. They're just kind of joining the rat race. But when you jump on the other side and you're a small business, you're now contributing to society. You're contributing to the world. And it means a lot. You have no idea. It means so much that our Congress has set this up to be able to protect us, to help us, because I personally believe, and I've always believed that the small businesses are the backbone to our country. Big businesses, large corporations, you know, and it's just unfortunate because sometimes when these big businesses become so powerful that they're doing things incorrectly, they're paying people really low wages and they're just taking all the money and these poor people are just, they have to just do what they got to do to feed their family. So there's not a lot of wiggle room. And when you take that chance in opening up your own business, you now step on the other side and you're now doing other things to move yourself forward. So the SBA fulfills its mission by offering loans loan guarantees, government contracts, financial counseling, and other forms of assistance to America's small businesses. But you have to fall into these categories. It has to be an organized for-profit. It's not a non-profit. It has to be for-profit. Obviously, it has to be placed in the United States. It has to operate primarily within the United States or make a significant contribution to the United States economy through payment of taxes. You know, they want their taxes. Uncle Sam, he wants his taxes. So... They don't really care what you do. Just make sure they get their cut because that's how the economy is stimulated. It must be independently owned and operated or is a sole proprietorship, partnership, or a corporation and is not dominant in its field on a national basis. Now, there are certain requirements as to if you're considered a small business or not. You can't just have, you know, all these employees. I mean, talking about hundreds of thousands saying that you're a small business, you wouldn't qualify. But to be able to classify your industry The SBA has established standards called NAICS, North American Industry Classification System. For example, to be considered for a small manufacturing business, it cannot exceed more than 500 employees. 
Wholesale trade companies cannot exceed 100 employees. Retail trade is restricted to annual receipts of $7 million. And general heavy construction must be below $33.5 million. As you know, I am in the construction business, so I'm constantly cognizant of that number to be considered a small business. Now, I want to go a little bit more into the history just so you kind of know about this because these are some of the requirements that you're going to make sure you can meet. Most people will qualify for these things, but again, I do have some people that are a little bit further and they they still listen in and maybe you might grow and you need to know where you're going to fall in line at with the SBA. Now, just so you know, the SBA wasn't always SBA. It's been under different things and it's always had different names. At one point, it was called the RCF, which is the Reconstruction Finance Corporation that President Huber created. It was a federal lending program for all businesses, large and small, that needed to borrow money to survive. This was continued by President Franklin D. Roosevelt. Then in 1942, it was called the SWPC, Smaller War Plants Corporation. Then it was changed to SWPC in 1945, which basically after World War II, um, they had to just regroup In 1951, it was called the SDPA, which is Small Defense Plants Administration. Might I say, and I have to add this in, it was very, very hard for African Americans to even access a lot of this stuff because they were red zone. They were basically, it was really hard for them to get these funds because they weren't even allowed. So a lot of times, I have to just interject this for a moment. A lot of times people will always say, you know, why are, you know, are the black people so far behind or they'll make statements like, oh, you know, you know, how come we don't own our statistics? We don't own a lot of homes. We don't own as much businesses because we weren't allowed to access a lot of these monies. We weren't allowed to have mortgages. You don't understand. This was a challenging time for a lot of people that were immigrants or people that, you know, were minorities. So just kind of be cognizant of these things. So if you were blessed to be in a family where you were able to, your family was able to take advantage of some of these things, then you're probably in a good position. Or you're, these people may have gone on to buy into the stock market and bonds because they had they had access to these programs. It wasn't until 1953 that the Small Business Administration was created by Congress. Woohoo! Now check this out. In 1964, the SBA creates an Equal Opportunity Loan, EOL program, to relax the credit and collateral requirements for small businesses whose owners live below the poverty line and cannot attract adequate financial backing. So, you know, I'm so glad that we have these programs in place and all the people that fought legislation to get these things approved because the SBA creating this Equal Opportunity Loan really helped move a lot of businesses forward. And, you know, I'm also, like I said, I'm a fourth generation entrepreneur. My great grandmother was an entrepreneur. My grandma was an entrepreneur and my grandfather was an entrepreneur. They had several different businesses all throughout New York City. And I say that proudly because I remember them telling me stories of how they started the first business and how it was so hard because, you know, you're trying to pay all these bills and you don't really have a lot of money. You're not getting the best wages. You're a black person in America. And, you know, obviously the wages were lower and then you're a female and the wages are lower because you're a woman. There was a whole lot of obstacles to make it to be where they're at. So they had to fight like hell. They had to really get the whole family involved. That's why my grandfather always pushed for all of us to go to college. He always was really hard on his children to make something of themselves, 
even if you couldn't read my family, you were going to figure out how to get to college. If you were dyslexic or if you had any issues, you were still going to go to college because that's how my grandfather would push you because he knew that he wanted you to have a chance at the American dream and the chance of running your own business. Today, the SBA has at least one office in each state, which is really good. It employs more than 2,000 people and has an annual budget of $985 million. Hallelujah. Now we all can access this, but a lot of people are not tapping into this $985 million that is there. Now, of course, there's going to be a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of checking. They check your credit first. So if, you're, if your credit is bad, you might want to get on that and get your credit fixed, please. But they want to see if they're going to be responsible with this money. This is obviously money that's going to help stimulate the economy. And there's other people behind you that are going to be wise stewards over the money. They're going to pay people back. If you're one of those people that has problems paying people back, you might want not want to go to the SBA because I'm telling you, as hard as it gets, you must pay these people back. And you must pay people back in general in your own life. If you're one of those people that you're always borrowing money from this person and that person and doing this, you're not a wise steward over it. So why should the Congress give you, the SBA, why should they give you money? The SBA provides service to more than 1 million entrepreneurs and small business owners annually. On January 12, 2012, President Obama elevated the SBA into his cabinet, a position it last held during the Clinton administration. Now, generally, the SBA doesn't provide direct loans, but instead it partners with banks, credit unions, and other lenders. Now it probably makes sense as to why I've always said, Please partner with a bank account, do things legit and start putting your money in the bank because you're going to need to have a track record. You're going to need to have cash flow. They're going to need to see that you have done this. This is not your first go round. They want to see money coming in and out the accounts. They want to see activity because that's when they can give you more of a chance on getting a loan and that will help you be able to grow your business a lot faster. So please bug your SBA. Find out where your local SBA office is. It's been a wealth of resource for me. It's been very helpful for me to be able to figure out how to take my business to the next level. I didn't even know about the SBA for a let's say good three years into my business. I just didn't know as much as I know now. And I want to share this knowledge and information with you. All right, up next, we're going to get into access to capital with the SBA. Thanks for tuning in to Beauty Boss Millionaire. Wow, you are really sticking it with me and I'm just so proud and I'm just, hopefully this has all helped give me this history lesson. See you tomorrow. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for the Beauty Boss Millionaire podcast. And don't forget to follow the Beauty Boss Millionaire, Felicia Fricasi, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Beauty Boss Millionaire.